Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have reached Wednesday. Welcome to the middle of the week. Welcome to a brand new edition of The Die. It is Andrew Bogish once again in 4DA as the mothership reconnects this And welcome to it is our four-hour extraterrestrial sports excursion live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Heard on affiliates nationwide and north of the border. We're on the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM Channel 158. From Anchorage to Atlanta, Boston to Baja, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Yep, it is day three of five with myself and producer extraordinaire Kevin Wall going from left to right on my radio dial. He is joined once again by Ryan Botcher. Get your scorecards out. I got a D.J. LeMayhew t-shirt jersey from Wall, and then from Botcher, I've got a what? Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Okay, now is that an ironic Goo Goo Dolls t-shirt or no, I like Goo Goo Dolls like t-shirt? Them. Okay, I don't, I don't hate them. Why would I hate them? I just didn't know that you'd know they exist. What? Everybody knows Iris. I don't. You don't know Iris? No. You and probably I do if you heard it. I don't want the world to see me. That one? Not a clue. And uh, overdue for laundry, so hence the DJ LeMay shirt. Fair enough. Uh, we are scheduled to have a Greg Caserta here. Now, a little nervous because yesterday Greg thought he was supposed to be here, began the trip here, and then turned around. Today, he was nowhere to be found at 5.58. Now, he has since responded to my show promo tweets, and he is sitting in his car waiting to go past 6 Eastern to avoid a parking ticket outside our building because that's when alternate side parking ends here in New York City in this part of the hood. So we're going to get a Caserta, presumably, at some point very soon, come stumbling into the studio. So happy for all four of us to be with you for these four hours here on this Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday. That means we got a champ. we got a chump. And they both are baseball-related. One uh, comes from Sunday afternoon's action. The other comes from basically the history of baseball. But in particular, uh, our chump this week's having a bad stretch of activity. And it cannot be ignored any farther. Otherwise, Sounds of Saturday continues. Our college football preview continues. Jeff Cohane's the voice of Florida State. The Seminoles are back. After four consecutive losing seasons, they got to 10 wins last year. They bring back Jordan Travis for year six. 17 total returning starters for the Knowles. 
is this now the year where they can jump Clemson and retake control of the ACC while they're still in the ACC? We also have a segment I'm going to call They're Listening. I'm going to give you no other details other than saying they're listening. And it does involve the legendary Pete the Body Bilotti who chimed in. It was like we had a brain string. I saw one bit of news after seeing a previous bit of news and said, man, they're listening. And Pete texted me the little screen alert of the breaking news he got and said, told you so. And I said, Pete, we are soulmates. I was taking my phone out to text you the very same thing. They're listening. We'll do that in hour number three. On a serious note from baseball, Wander Franco, star Ray shortstop, is in some serious trouble. And it's on the table, apparently, that we don't ever see him play Major League Baseball again. We'll discuss that in coming up in hour number three as well. Justin Tucker, Ravens kicker. At times I've said he was the best at his position of anybody in the NFL. Nobody played their position better than him. Well, his side job is a long-running commercial endorsement with a convenience store chain in the Baltimore area. It was just shown to me last night, but this has been going on for years and years and years, apparently. And I've got to play for you uh, the coup d'etat, the coup de grace of what Justin Tucker is doing for, I think it's Royal Farms convenience stores in the mid-Atlantic region. It is a doozy. There's also, speaking of awkward football things, the handshake of the week that kind of wasn't a handshake between Joe Buck and Josh Harris, the new commander's owner, during Monday Night Football. And again, Jeff Colhane, FSU, sounds a Saturday, uh, helping us close out the final hour. Oh, and speaking of Bilotti, I found out what Pete's been doing this weekend while he was off. Apparently, Pete was live gambling during PGA event at the BMW Championship, so much so that it's annoying golfers, and they're now talking about it ahead of this week's Tour Championship. So, again, he's not a compulsive gambler, but he went to Chicago and interrupted a major sporting event because he was betting on a five-foot putt on number 17 on Sunday. Exactly. But we begin in the NFL. Congratulations to one and all. Baker Mayfield is once again a starting quarterback in the NFL. The Buccaneers are his next victim. It's where we begin. It's our cold open. We go through many camp, training camp and OTAs, and we love everything Kyle has done. And he's gotten leaps and bounds better than he has in the spring, and he's continuing to get better, and we're excited about him. Uh, Baker's our guy right now, uh, experience-wise and understanding the playbook just a little bit better. But Kyle's on the come, but we like both guys. We like where we're at. Baker's one, Kyle's two. The ultimate goal is always to be playing. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that when you look at you know, the big picture, it's one of those things you have to check off the box. So, uh, yeah, but now's, now's the time to really ramp it up and go from here and uh, start winning ball games that, that count. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. I believe it's four teams, it's definitely four teams in 14 months that Baker Mayfield will start NFL games for once we get to week one and the Buccaneers following the Browns to the Panthers to the Rams and now to Tampa Bay. The first voice you heard there was the voice you'd know very well. The smoothie, dulcet tones of Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles explaining why Baker Mayfield won this summer competition over former second round pick Kyle Trask. And then it was Baker 
saying all the things you're supposed to say when you win a QB competition and you become the guy that gets to be the guy that tries to lead this team. Now, the Buccaneers, when they signed Baker Mayfield this offseason, I think the intention was to have him start unless Kyle Trask really took off. And if you listen to Todd Bowles and other down in Tampa Bay, and if you watched preseason games, Trask has gotten noticeably better, but I still don't think he's ready to start NFL games, and I don't think he's going to be the answer long-term for the Buccaneers, but neither is Baker Mayfield, so it feels like they're picking here between the lesser of two evils, and good news, bad news for the Buccaneers here, living in the NFC South, and if you have any feel for how this division's going to play out, more power to you. The Bucs, and in year what, year two, post-Tom Brady, recycling through a roster that they built to maximize Brady while he was still there. So they are cycling through roster cuts, releases, trades, whatever, getting high-priced veterans off the roster, getting younger. They will not use the dreaded rebuild word, but, you know, they're like in a half a rebuild. So they're a big question mark. The Falcons have a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who we've only seen for basically a month as a starting quarterback. Their defense has been good in preseason, whatever that means. Bijan Robinson, who I love, seemed to be a luxury pick by a team that didn't have the luxury to take him, but he makes one dazzling run last weekend in the preseason game. Everybody's all on board. Plus, the Ramos were already there, Cordero Patterson and whatnot. So the Falcons are interesting, but are the Falcons that good? We don't know. What are the Saints? I don't think Dennis Allen is a good enough head coach, and Derek Carr, who got jacked in this offseason, is still Derek Carr, and hopefully Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are healthy and committed, and once Kamara comes back from his suspension, that's a, those are theoretical nice weapons for Derek Carr, but the Saints are still a complete unknown. And then we get to the Panthers, who are breaking in Bryce Young and almost literally giving him no support, having teams run over him through preseason games and joint practices. So I got nothing on the South. I mean, if I had to pick somebody, I might pick the Falcons, but there's no confidence in that. And at best, we're talking like, to me, a 9-8, and 10-7 and seven division winner that probably shouldn't get to host a home game in round one, but will uh, against a team that's a better team out of a wild card spot. But that indecision, that uncertainty, that openness of the division puts the Bucks in a spot where they have to almost try to win, right? If they were a division with a clear-cut favorite or two, I think this decision is Kyle Trask. I think this decision is, all right, fine, Baker is here. He's a good safety net. Maybe he can help Kyle Trask along, be a good backup. If Kyle doesn't cut it, we'll go to Baker and we'll see what happens. But because they can win this division, because this division is wide open, as wide open as any in the NFL going into this season, they have to make decisions about kind of winning now. And that's when we end up with Baker Mayfield. I stayed in the Baker train as long as I could. And he's been in three consecutive tough spots, different degrees of his doing and the other one. In Cleveland, things fell apart because he was hurt. That's not his fault. But the way his relationship ended up with Kevin Stefanski, he had a hand certainly in that. I don't know that anybody would have been good in Carolina. And then he joins the Rams on the fly in the season, plays okay, then doesn't play okay. I just, the ship to me has sailed on Baker Mayfield. He may give you a spurt here and there. He may have a couple of good games here and there. He may make the Bucks better this year. I just don't think that Baker, though, 
is going to be their starting quarterback for the next six, seven, eight years, which to me is the goal you're always trying to get to when you bring new blood in, signing, trades, draft picks. You want to solve that position long-term and move on. It's not Baker Mayfield. I don't think it's Kyle Trask either for the Buccaneers, but I understand because this division is winnable why you go with the sure thing. Experience certainly does matter. Knowledge matters. It's apparently a big playbook, a complicated playbook. It's a new playbook, so they're all learning it on the fly here. But Baker knows how to get this job done. He still has Mike Evans. There is still some talent around him in Tampa Bay. So I get why they're doing this. But at some point, probably as soon as the end of this year, the Bucs are back to the drawing board trying to figure out who their long-term quarterback is because I don't think he's currently on the roster. Now, on top of all of this, Baker... Part of the Baker experience is all the stuff off the field, right? I mean, going back into college. It calmed down a little bit because he stopped being a good player and moved around, and he got a little quieter. There's fewer commercials and whatnot. But now we've got this story this week where he and his wife have filed a petition, not a lawsuit, although that might be coming, a petition for information about an investment firm in Texas that seems to have misplaced $12 million of their money. And the even crazier thing is that his dad and his brother and other friends, family members work at this investment firm. So dad and brother Mayfield are named in this request for information, auditing, bank records, whatever, because there's 12 million Baker Mayfield dollars that they kind of don't know where they are. Say what you want about the guy, about his football decisions, his football life, what's his fault, what's not his fault. Uh, Would you sign up to celebrate and have enjoy him losing $12 million at the hands of his parents? And this is a story that happens way too much in sports and entertainment. Parents screwing up their kids' bank accounts, straight stealing money, spending it incorrectly, bad investments, burning it. I mean, it's, a, it's bad enough, and I say this, I'd be one of the people. I That's not what my brain is built for. My brain is not built for the stock market and cryptocurrency and nothing. I, I could be swindled very easily. So I would need to have a professional. I would have to put my trust in somebody to manage my money if I had that much money like a pro athlete. So you think, oh, this is easy. My dad does this. My brother does this. This is what they do. I don't have to worry. It's like having a mechanic in the family. I don't have to take that. I don't have to take that gamble that Todd down the block is going to make up part names that I need to be replaced. And I'm going to go, oh, that sounds good, Todd. Here's $2,000. I got my dad. This is what he does. Here's 12 mil. Hey, where's that 12 mil, dad? And he just shrugs his shoulders. So... Could this be just incompetence professionally, apparently, from the Mayfield clan? Maybe. Could it be people literally taking their money? Yeah, it could be straight thievery as well. But this dude lost 12 mil, maybe at the hands of his family. That's a lot weighing on his shoulders. Now, he says, as they move along here in like the pseudo-legal process, it's a weight off his shoulders. He feels better about it. I, I, I no idea how much it's affecting his football. But Baker says he's in a good spot. He said all the right things yesterday about getting this job. But it's not really celebration time in Tampa Bay because 
You were never obviously going to immediately, quickly, even close to fully replace Tom Brady. But you're not getting anywhere near that kind of production with either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask here as this new season begins. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Once again, it's Bogish in for DA for the rest of the week. He returns on Monday. Kevin Wallace here all week. Ryan Botcher's here through tomorrow. Then we get a random, bloody, like, non-summer Friday as he comes back just to work on a Friday. And I assume Greg Caserta is officially in the building. So his first batch of headlines coming up after soundcheck, your best audio of the day, fighting NFL players again. It's all next on the DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Video. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. And it is sponsored by the United States Postal Service. Introducing USPS Ground Advantage. Reliable and affordable two to five day package shipping. The United States Postal Service. It has become a trend in the NFL in recent years, as we've lost a preseason game, thankfully, to add joint practices before the remaining three preseason games. You show up in the town, you're going to play in a couple days early, one or two workouts, then the game, extra work against not yourself. However, it's taken a turn. There have been, there's been fight after fight after fight. Teams are now canceling 
one, if not all, of joint practices. And yesterday, Colts and Eagles got together ahead of a game tomorrow night, and things got nasty. Zaire Franklin of the Colts apparently roughed up Eagles running back Kenneth Gainwell. So Jason Kelsey ran 50 yards down the field after a play and trucked Franklin, led to a huge brawl. Uh, Here are both participants after the fight. Look, man, we was out there competing. Obviously, wanted to, you know, go against a great offense all week. Um, just trying to get better. I mean, to be honest, our practice tempo is our practice tempo. You know, that kind of happens when you joint practice against other organizations. You know, sometimes your speed ain't they speed. People get offended. That's life. So, we'll be okay. We got some good work in. We compete on Thursday. It's funny, you know, obviously, growing up in Philly, watched him play for a long time. A lot of respect for him. Um, talked to him a little bit after we played him last year. You know, thought the OGs would at least look me in the eye before, you know, but it's all good. I'm going to get a chance to look him in the eye on Thursday, so we're going to be okay. I pride myself on, on being a guy that sustains the, the emotion and the level of play out there, and I let my emotions get the better of me. Um, that certainly doesn't belong out there on the field, and, uh, you know, just, you know, a little bit of shame that it, it got to that level and um, that that I did what I did. So uh, certainly, you know, not happy about that. And you know, I think very highly of the guys that were out there in particular, 44 Zaire, I think, you know, he's a tremendous player. Um, I think all of their guys up front and they brought a lot of intensity to the day, which made the practice intense. And, um, you know, I think uh, I didn't handle things properly there at the end. So good job by Jason Kelsey apologizing. He didn't have to do it the way what he did. Fine. But the Kelsey brothers are having some summer, huh? This began with Travis punching a teammate early in a Chiefs workout. And now we got Jason running half the field to start a fracas with the with the Colts yesterday. But I want to focus on Zaire Franklin. I want to have one moment in my life when I'm that cool and tough at the same time. It's probably impossible. I don't know what's his least attainable or less more attainable for me what I could actually pull off out of the two I don't I definitely couldn't be that tough I may be able to get in the neighborhood of that cool correctly using OG and I thought he looked me in the face first but I'll look him in the face again on Thursday Zaire Franklin talked a good game yesterday I don't know what's going to happen Thursday night I don't even know if either one of them is going to play on Thursday night it's the last preseason game But the bigger thing is here, and we discussed this very quickly um, earlier in the week, these joint practices are losing their luster in a hurry with NFL teams. They're just calling them off. No longer. And I got to be honest, it's a little annoying, the fighting. And I know I'm a scrawny, I'm not, I'm a slot corner at best physically. I'm again, certainly not tough. Never played an organized down of football in my life. So I get that I'm speaking with little to no experience in all of this. I understand some of the emotion involved in here, but every single day there's videos and it's not just a fight. Here's the worst of the eight that happened today. And we got to stop this one early again. And you know what? We're not going to go tomorrow at all. We'll, we'll stay separate until the game. And even watching hard knocks this morning, the jets and bucks from last week are fighting, fighting, fighting. And even Aaron Rodgers like guys, can we just play? I think it's a fair question. Can we can we keep these? Because they certainly serve a purpose, these joint workouts. At some point, you got to face somebody else. You can get something out of this without everything becoming a brawl, I would think. 
I would think you could get through like a 90-minute workout with one or two, not eight or nine mini brawls. But th this is also like the first time that they're hitting each other physically. Like, yeah, you put the pads on in training camp before the first preseason game. But this is the first time they're actually going all up against somebody before they take the field on game day. Right. And games don't boil down to nine fights. Like, we can behave ourselves on a Thursday night or on a Sunday. And I get why they're going to happen sometimes. It's the other guy. I'm protecting my guy. I'm fighting from my job. I get all of those things. It's like the number. Like, this is all that happens now. It's a fight with some football in between as opposed to football with an occasional meeting of hotheads. I mean, I remember last year when the Rams and the Bengals went at it and Aaron Donald just slamming right. the, the helmet. Exactly. We've never seen that before. I mean, right. other than Miles Garrett, but not in training camp. Right. Like, let's just find a nice semi-happy balance here. Practice, be tough, push and shove, but wrestling and running halfway down the field and helmets coming off and punching helmets. It's just too much dumb. Throw in fines. Just throw in a couple fines and you'll be fine. Yeah, I guess. Sirianni's cool with it. He's still got beef with the Colts for uh, firing his boy, Frank Reich. That is, there is some juice in a uh, in a late August Colts-Eagles get-together. Uh, the Jets and Giants, as always, finish their preseason against each other. That game is on Saturday, and it's going to feature Aaron Rodgers, at least for a while, his debut unofficially as Jets QB. Here's Robert Sala on that decision. You can't coach scared. You can't play scared. Um, you know, you can... You can slip out of your car and have something happen to you. But, uh, you know, we'll be, knock on wood, everyone will be fine. You know, you see some of the great ones out there. You know, Kansas City's playing their guys, Buffalo's playing their guys. It's it's not uncommon. Um, you know, you could always play the hindsight game or the, the fearful game. But what's in the best interest for our team is to, to go out there, play some football together, and, and prepare ourselves the best way we can for September 11th. Yeah, all gas, no break to the ER. You don't have to, you're right. Don't play scared. Don't coach scared, but you could coach safely. And I just don't get this one. I don't understand why Patrick Mahomes played whatever it was, almost the first half, I think, the other day against Arizona. I don't understand why Aaron Rodgers will be out there at any point of this game on Saturday against the Giants. I just don't get it. I can't imagine. That Aaron Rodgers in year 43 in the NFL, even in day one as a Jet, needs practice reps before week one. If I got a sloppy first quarter week one because he hadn't played in a real game yet, I can take it. What I can take is some big fat lineman falling on his leg or falling on his shoulder and breaking a collarbone, dislocating a shoulder, and then this whole season that I think can end in a really nice place for them with all these expectations changes immediately on Saturday and with all due respect to John Harbaugh in a meaningless game on Saturday in New Jersey. I just I don't get it. There's a short list of guys who should never play in the preseason. Rodgers has been on that list since 2017. I don't get taking him off for this game at all. I just don't this, get it. This situation though, I can understand and I get it. Now if we see Rodgers play two drives, let's say he, he gets 12 to 15 plays. 85% of them are going to be handoffs. He's just getting a taste of his offensive line, a taste of playing in MetLife Stadium where he's going to be all season. I mean, they get nine games this year. And if he's going to throw a ball, it's going to be a screen pass or a quick slant or a down and in. It's You're not going to be seeing anything crazy like him scrambling or throwing a deep ball. 
Right, but I mean, he's still going to drop back, I would think. And he's going to play the whole first half, maybe. That's a lot of football to actually... I don't think he can do that, but... Tiptoe his way through. I mean, God forbid. Can you imagine what Schwartz would be <laughs> would be like uh, well, if he see a dislocated shoulder? I mean, that might be the reason to root for something bad to happen. <laughs> to see a, another broken Schwartz. I don't like cats. Or preseason injuries. I mean... We've seen it, you know, we, we teased about like how Jason Seahorn in 1998, the punt return, tore his Achilles yeah. out for the year. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington breaks his wrist. Wasn't really the same player, you know, after that. So, but this situation, just get him on the field, hand the ball off, a little screen, just be conservative, then get him out. None of that first half. No all, way. All gas, no break. Uh, finally, some baseball. Guardians manager Terry Francona yesterday. If you don't haven't been following along... And I, I don't want to make light of the situation, but let's make a Schwartz comparison from yesterday's show. If Schwartz is the unofficial leader of restaurant issues, <laughs> Terry Francona is the unofficial leader of like pregame medical emergencies. He's had more than one issue like in the clubhouse before games recently. He's just not a well man. And I've wondered when the end might be near and maybe the end is coming very soon. Here's Terry yesterday. I've talked to Chris and Cherney at length about the future and everything, and because I don't want to put them in a any remotely kind of a predicament. So we've had a lot of talks about moving forward. The players always have to come first. I mean, I remember being in Birmingham and South Bend and thinking the players come first and the organization and my situation would always take care of itself. I think to deviate from that now is wrong. There's got to be a fairness to the organization, a fairness to the players, and then some of it to me. But for the most part, this this job is, is really hard. Not that it's a bad job, it's a great job, but it's hard. And the older you get or the more beat up you get, and sometimes it's both, it, it just kind of beats on you, kind of wears on you. I think so much of this organization, I don't ever, ever want to do this for the wrong reasons. For those of you who uh, subscribe to CBS Sports Radio Premium, you just heard us for a minute doing Mark Chernoff impersonations after <laughs> Tito said he talked to Chris and Cherney. Now that's Mike Chernoff, who's there. I, I don't know what his title is anymore. I think it might just still be GM working under Chris Antonetti, but Mike yeah. Chernoff is the son of our former um, executive producer, bo- boss, sports radio overlord, Mark Chernoff. So as as Tito says, I talked to Chris and Cherney, me and Wall immediately, can you just finish out the year? <laughs> you have to. Let's you have to. But he is, um, he is just a GM for the Guardians. He is still just a GM, yeah. okay. Because I know that multiple teams have tried to hire him, and he keeps getting promotions and raises, yeah. and sometimes you get those crazy HR titles, executive this, vice president of that, as a half a promotion to make you stay. So Antonetti's what, the president of baseball operations? That would be my he gets, guess. He gets that title, yeah. right? Terry Francona, from a baseball perspective, does not need to do anything else. We probably don't talk about him enough because... I think he can kind of get lost as the Cleveland Guardians manager, even as they're playing in a World Series. This is one of the best managers ever. So many wins. What he did with Boston, what he's done in Cleveland. 
The guy's a tremendous manager. He can go home whenever he wants. And from the outside, it certainly seems like he needs to take care of himself here. And maybe in two years, he's feeling great and he decides he wants to do this again. But, uh, I disagree. I, but just based on hearing him, it sounds like he's done. Oh, yeah. And, and great. All I'm saying is, like, just go home for a little bit. Because like, as he said there, I think the, the thing is he can't do the job the way he thinks the job should be done for the guys around him. And that's a real thing. It's the right conclusion to get to. And a couple of these situations have been scary. So your health's got to come first. He's not a young guy, obviously. So go home and get right. Yeah, and... He's only 64 years old, and it, it's funny that you said, like, he can basically fall off the face of the map. He's been with Cleveland since 2013. I think he's now the most, the winningest manager in their history. I believe he is. Got to, yeah. At least on the Guardian side. <laughs> well, that's like, what, 18 months? Yes. <laughs> so that's your sound check on this Wednesday morning. You heard his voice for just a second there. He thought he was working yesterday. Huh. He wasn't. He is working today, and he's here. He's the asset. He is your TV star. Today, he plays just a radio role. Hello, Greg Caserta. Hello, Andrew Bogish. Hello, Butcher. Hello, Kevin Wall. And, uh, yeah, just continuing along with Terry Francona, I thought there were whispers about this before the season, that this would be his last year. So to hear him talking like this now really doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like Kevin said, he's been with Cleveland now for 11 years. He was in Boston for eight. So he's actually spent more time with Cleveland than he did with the Red Sox. And just looking, he is 17th all-time in career wins. He's 29, now 30 behind Lou Pinella for 16th all-time. Anyway, we're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. A non-existent running back market at a time when the position has never been more devalued, plus a few years of Jim Ursay will make a player say and do some crazy things. And Jonathan Taylor finally had his breaking point. Yesterday, the Colts officially granted permission for him to seek a trade. Nearly one month after his official request, the team is going to start fielding offers for the All-Pro. As a comp, the Colts reportedly want more than what the Panthers got when they traded Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, that, those were picks in the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Taylor's still on the pup list after having ankle surgery in the offseason. The former second rounder is entering the final year of his four-year rookie contract, which has him in line to make $4.3 million this season. Add in the fact he's coming off an injury-plagued 2022 season, Taylor's earning power not quite as strong as it was even this time last year. Four teams have already popped up as potential landing spots. Dolphins, Bears, Raiders, and Bucks. Commanders got some good news on number one wideout Terry McLaurin. Yesterday's MRI on his right big toe showed no structural damage after he got banged up in Monday night's preseason win over the Ravens. He's played in 35 straight games, now has until September 10th when the Commanders host the Cardinals in week one. And speaking of those Bucks, a transition year for them can officially get off the ground with yesterday's news that Baker Mayfield will open the season as Todd Bowles' starting quarterback. I think during training camp, uh, you can look at turnovers. Obviously, taking care of the ball is the main thing, but it's it's practice for a reason. Trying to get timing down with receivers, trying to test certain things out, see what 50-50 balls, what guys are going to make plays. And so when it comes down to the game, that's it's time to take care of the football and be the quarterback you're meant to be. 
The former number one overall pick beat out 2021 second-rounder Kyle Trask as Tampa Bay moves on from Tom Brady. Baker started the first preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Trask the second. The plan is for both to play Saturday in the preseason finale against the Ravens. And you'll love this. Baker's expected to play the first half. Trask the second. Can't wait. That's on Saturday? Yeah. Scheduling accordingly. You're going to circle that one Make your for plans. the weekend? Yes. Let's have a viewing party. Ooh. Nope. Bogish's Bar? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Bogish's by the Bay? No. Bogish's Zoom? <laughs> no, it's all, well, it's no all more, virtual. There's no more summer sports, right? Right? Like baseball's done? Oh, we got a... Or no. fall ball game tonight. Fall, it's still August. It's you August can't do 23rd. fall ball. Oh, I hear you. But we got a fall ball game tonight. Oh, my God. Um, I've been told you can get a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks starting tomorrow. It's. I was in the supermarket yesterday. Yeah. A full end cap display of pumpkin beers, baby. Let's go. Get your hoodies it's on. It's way too soon. What is your favorite pumpkin food slash drink item? That's a good question. Um... A pumpkin donut is good. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And I'll I'll admit it. You go some pumpkin beer in a glass with a cinnamon sugar, mm. a little rim. Sign me up. Okay. Now, do yeah. you do Oktoberfest too? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to drink beer no matter what. So, Are you a big beer guy? Um, I wouldn't say a big beer guy in terms of quantity of beer drank, but I'll I'll try different things, and I certainly have opinions on so like, types do... of beer. Will you do a beer every couple, every, let's say, couple of nights during the week? No. I tr- no, 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 no. I tried and only have beers on the weekends. Okay. Yeah. But you'll do like a good IPA. I'm you'll, not an IPA guy. That's a little, too, okay. uh, a little too bitter times for me. Those can get way, that's not what I, I prefer, again, I just said, give me a pumpkin beer with a cinnamon sugar yeah, rim on the glass. Yeah, that's very specific, yeah. Give me a more, a lighter, like, a, give me a summer, like a light wheat beer or okay. a, even some a little fruit flavor in there yeah, too like sometimes. A, a shandy, You'll do a summer shandy. Yeah, yeah. How about Blue Moon? With an, Blue, Blue Moon's, Moon's always got to be in a glass with the orange slice. That's my go-to beer year-round. So really, a, okay. A Blue Moon's good, but I've advanced to um, Golden Road Mango Cart is my, yeah, my favorite beer on the planet right now. That thing is delicious. And oh, then it's got it. some pop too. And then around here in Long Island, um, what is it? Blue Point Brewery has a thing called Always Sunshine or Sunshine Always. It's just their kind of take on that. So it's like got a little more citrus to it. That's a good beer too. That's mm. like Blue Moon on steroids. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll give that one a shot. Kate, also a beer drinker? Um, Yeah, but she would rather have wine or a cocktail. I was going to say, I see her more as like a white wine. But I mean, type. like I'm talking like a gin and tonic or tequila or something. Oof. Like she's not messing around. So I maybe I talked about this on the air. Do you guys know the whole thing with gin? Do you guys know that gin filters through your blood slower than other alcohol? No. Did you know that? No. no. So if you drink two gin cocktails, it would be the equivalent of having, let's say, Four whiskey cocktails. It takes like double the time to filter through your blood for whatever reason. Is that why it makes my wife angry? It could be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, it gives me wicked hangovers. That's why I don't really drink gin. I mean, it's like 48% alcohol. So <laughs> yeah. what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, also I, disgusting, if we're being honest. I, here's, here's the thing I don't love gin and tonic, but if you have a really good gin martini, because a regular martini is gin, it's not vodka. That like That's the traditional martini. So if you go to a good bar, you have a good bartender, a gin martini is very good. 
but if you're not careful, it will ruin your following day. My my ex's um, father, big gin guy, big Jim Martini guy, very conditioned. Yeah, let's just say very conditioned. <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now, would you try and drink gin with him? I mean, this is I, an I ex, couple, so it wasn't. Yeah. No, I had gin and tonics with him, but okay, one and done though because. I think it's just disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, gin, gin and tonic, very old man, dry mouth beverage. <laughs> I'm basic. Just give me Tito's Club, nice little lime, squeezing in, good to go. And finally, as we uh, wrap up the NFL here, one of Baker Mayfield's former teams is the Carolina Panthers. They have a new RB1 in Miles Sanders. He said yesterday that he will be absolutely ready for week one against the Falcons. Missed the last couple of weeks of training camp with a groin injury that sidelined him for the first two preseason games. But he's practiced in full pads back-to-back days to start this week. Sanders in year one of, in this market, a lucrative four-year deal worth over $25 million. All right, Greg. It's good to see you today. You too. For real. And you think you're back Friday? I'm definitely back Friday. Okay. Should I not call you tomorrow morning to wake? Like, how can I Here's secure what, so your sleep tomorrow morning? When you morning? messaged me yesterday, like, hey, just come in. Yeah. If I wasn't on the opposite side of town and all the way uptown, right. I would have come in just to hang for a little bit. And I'm a breakfast guy. Yeah, exactly. I would have brought breakfast then. I'd have no. Maybe I'll bring a breakfast Friday. And I've had, you know, when you come in at the the same time every day and like a weird time like we do, it's very repetitive. I see the same people. Yeah. On the train, the same folks get off the subway stop, up the block. The same deliveries are being made to, like, the stores around here at 5, whatever, in the morning. So it's very monotonous. And I notice when things are off. And there have been times where I've gotten to, like, the front door of our building. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Is it Saturday? Am I supposed to be here? So, like, I've lived your... Now I haven't I haven't I actually haven't come in on a day I wasn't uh-huh. supposed to be here. Oh, I have. But I've <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have. But I've I've <laughs> thought that I did and then had to like double check what day it was and know that I had did make the right decision to get up and come in. I knew something was off because I was twenty minutes from my house. I nearly got on the New Jersey turnpike and I realized I haven't gotten a show rundown yet in my email. Ooh. And I knew that with you hosting that it wasn't a mistake. You're very good about sending it out. So once it wasn't in my inbox, I double-checked the schedule, and I was just off by a day on both days this week. And, you know, the night before when I was when I was creating the email, I thought it was Schwartz. I was like, maybe it's Greg. I know they're alternating days. Yeah. I don't know who comes first. I think it's Schwartz. I'm not going to check. Let me just hit send. And if it's not Schwartz, I'll know by a reply to the email. And then there was no reply, so I assumed I was okay and correct. And then that was the next morning where you were confused. So Did Schwartz mail it in yesterday because there's no video stream? Was it a day? <laughs> oh, it was a day. It was a day. He hates cats. He yeah, hates, that really annoys me. We, hates, we could talk about that later. He fights uh, deli men. Right. Hates large salads. <laughs> Only small salads. <laughs> Only limited veggies. Yes. And next, uh, weird handshakes on Monday Night Football after this on the DA Show. If you were watching Commander's Ravens on Monday Night Football, you might have seen new Washington owner Josh Harris in the booth with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on ESPN. And the camera would cut back and forth between them and the game. And Joe Buck, like me, talks with his hands. So he's standing there talking, and he just keeps kind of throwing his right hand out and at one point leaves it half-extended, palm up, 
and it catches Josh Harris's attention. And Josh Harris tries to shake Joe Buck's limp, uninviting hand. Once there's physical contact, Harris realizes the grave mistake he has made and recoils. And I'm pretty sure, to Buck's credit, he just goes. Like, there's almost no recognition of it. And I'm... It was all over the place throughout Monday night, yesterday morning. And I have supreme sympathy for all involved in the situation. I still, I'm 43 years old. I've met a lot of people. I still am not good at handshakes. Are we doing handshakes? Are we doing a fist bump? Are we doing the pull in and the half hug? If I, are we, you know, doing like the extra thing, like fingers lock? Like, it's just not for me. At some point, I should pull like the Howie Mandel, Howard Stern thing and do like, I'm just going to do like an elbow bump because of germs or we don't make physical contact. I can't tell you, though, how many awkward handshakes I have created by being just a doofus in terms of, like, social interactions. So I would have done the same thing Josh Harris did in that situation. So no jokes from me, only sympathy for making that mistake. And unfortunately for him, it had to be on national TV. But I get it. And had I seen Joe Buck's hand extended, I'm like, sure, Joe Buck, I'll shake that. Oh, my bad. Done it before, it'll happen again. It was very Victorian. It, it was like, good to see it you. It was like, it was nice. It's very gentle, civil, but it was super awkward, and everybody saw it. Um, when we come back in hour number two, as I said, to begin this hour, Bilotti and his boys gambling away at golf, and it's messing up the pros. That's next on the Duh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.